And welcome to KFPL Weekly. This is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, um, a.k.a. the fifth planet Keyforge, and I have with me... It's Trascore, guys. How's it going? Hey, so, yeah, this, so this weekend we had a our final spots for the KFPL filled up from a crazy, chaotic tournament, uh, Forging with Friends. It was going really well um, through six rounds, and then Challenge, mm. challenge kind of pooped on us, um, but I think we, we, we fixed everything, so... Hi. Yeah, I saw a bunch of folks got in, and there was uh, uh, it was more folks that got in right than than was initially than I initially thought maybe, or, or I just, did I just yeah. misunderstand how many no, people got in? No, no, you're right. It was a thing because we were supposed to have eight rounds of Swiss, and after six challenge crashed on us, so mm -hmm. we weren't able to really do a constructive ending to the tournament and there was a lot of people right. that were kind of close so like um and it was a great it was really successful i thought it was super fun um i think the feedback has been it was mostly good and stuff but when it crashed at six and we had no way to really recover it or, or finish it like we were scrambling so we ended up doing a blanket refund uh we gave everybody their money back um that wanted it some people did donate it to the kfpl fund so that was kind of nice of them but um you know to be fair we we figured we screwed up it was on us so that and then for the day, like kind of like a time comp compensation for the day, we awarded the four spots that we had to the top two teams that weren't already qualified. And then we decided to add mm -hmm. one person to each group. So we went down and added like uh, four more teams. And uh, basically that's eight people. So we ended up having a, an extended week basically. And uh, there's probably a buy now or whatever, but the idea is that like you know everybody's playing everybody anyway so like it, it'll work itself out in the end and then like we didn't want people to have wasted their whole day and not got something for it so sure. we went with the standard tiebreakers there were still two teams that were at the like the limit like the 30 point limit is where basically it was that didn't get in one french team and one uh, uh atlantean team but um, they were the lowest of all the tiebreakers there, so it wasn't unfair. Um, so, but it kind of sucked because we couldn't like take more people, you know, like and they were kind of there too. But that's part of tournament. There's always going to be feel bad somewhere. So sure, sure. So, you know, and you bit, you know, you did the best you did. You expanded the field uh, that got into KFBL. So that's you know that that's something for sure. Yeah. Yep, and we uh, we did the we did the uh, draw today. So we have the groups set, groups A through H. Um, nice, and, nice. And they, they look really, really good. Like uh, this season looks very, very interesting. And um, so we'll see what happens. Um, it's we're looking to start the first kickoff, like start of games is going to be the 21st, I think. Um, but we'll have more info for that soon. Um, so just keep an ear out to the YouTube channel and to the the things. And I heard quick rumor off the mill here that uh, there's going to be something kind of fun for everybody that's not in the KFPL and people who are Ooh. in the KFPL to uh, try to win some extra like dough for their pocket too out of this. Um, we're going to do a bracket kind of challenge thing where uh, you're going to have to pick, you know, the group stages and who's going to win <laughs> the group stages. that would be a $25, you know, uh, you know, $25 prize for the person who's closest to picking the group winners and who and who comes out where. And then um, we're going to do another $25 for the top 16. Uh, so, uh, you know, kind of like a March Madness bracket. So um, more details to come on that. I'm not exactly sure what the full details are, but I know that we are going to do it. I think it's been, we've, we've voted that's going to happen. So um, very we're, nice. we're going to do that to, so that if, even if you're not in the KFPL, now you have, you could have some skin in the game for nothing. It costs you zero to play. And and you could win 25 bucks if you're the best at it. So um, There you I'll, go. There I'll, you go. And, you know, I've just been trying to learn folks' names and whatnot and learn more about who who's who and whatnot. You know, I had to do a dra 
draft recently as part of the uh, ABR, the Asian Bear yeah. Republic League. And I knew a bunch of names. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know who some of these folks are. And uh, uh, had to do some research. I asked you. I asked some other folks. I think try you to drafted really out. well. I saw you got a couple of like people I would have put really high on my list. So I was uh, yeah, I was happy. I was happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are team plague drats, which uh, uh, I don't know, kind of a weird name. But I think everybody loved that name. I was actually voting for a different one, but it's like, all right, you know what? <laughs> I'll go with the, go with the team's will here. So yeah, um, that's good that way. Excited. Yeah, I, I ended up on Gorlami's team, and we're called the Riders of the Damned. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had I had a feature match this week, and I lost. Um, I, I lost to to Rise, who's a captain of another team. Gotcha. Um, so that was kind of sad, Panda, because in the second game, like our decks were kind of evenly, like evenly, exactly the same. Like it was just basically like we were talking before it, and it's like whoever draws better is going to do well. And uh, the, I thought that the edge for me was that we both had proclamation and stuff like that, but I had a poltergeist and a gorm of worm. So mm-hmm. he, had, he had he had two proclamations. I had one. So like, and then we both had t- t- too much to protect, and you know, like tricks to basically knock it all down. Like I had a gateway and all these other things, but like uh, I thought, you know, hey, I can blow up his proclamations, and that will be the difference for me right like that put me ahead and then in game one it was really close i started a little slow started to mount to come back but couldn't quite get there so i lost that one and uh that was a good game and then game two he used merkins and hit my poltergeist to kill my proclamation which i got out early and then later in the game he merkins again and he got my gorm of worms so i was like this is horrible <laughs> i guess this is the worst case scenario for me on a merkins right he hits both of my artifact controls and he had both his proclamations out like i was like this is crazy gotcha like gotcha so, so i i felt i fell victim to rng jesus i should have had more repentance before i went <laughs> Um, I still hate RNG type cards, and I always will. So maybe they'll always curse me like that and make me go, "Are you sure you hate us?" And I'm gonna still say I hate you, but um, you did. De- you definitely kicked my ass this round. So good job. And it was there and you right, go. And obviously, Rice plays, played really well too. So I'm not. He's a good player. I'm He's a good ta- player. I'm yeah. Not take, I'm not taking away from him, but like that was just the those like uh, <laughs> disheartening hits that you could possibly hit with Americans in that game. So. Right, right. And for those that don't know, this is a, this week. It's a AOA best of three Archon. Yeah. So a, um, this is one I like. Like uh, Spetlana yeah. is really good. So I was really sad that she got smoked like that. But she gotcha. Got smoked, she got smoked by a, a deck that is almost exactly like her though so it, it was kind of weird a weird mirror like it's gotcha. like if i had drawn be- a little bit better i win like my games if he draws better mm-hmm. he wins his games and he just drew better and then he rng'd me with you know with the uh <laughs> with the best hits yep. he could get so merkins yep. for the win yeah i'm bringing uh, for my matchup i'm bringing a brig deck that i like with the mm-hmm. uh, with a sting which is interesting mm-hmm. um but i'm faced up against a uh, grump buggy deck um with uh, Grump Buggy TMTP, so uh, so I have to I have to figure this one out and, and uh, work my way through it. So I think I think I think I got a um, you know decent chance, but uh, I haven't I haven't tested the matchup yet, so I need to do that. Yeah. So our our uh, our theme this week is Sanctum. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys know this is actually I thought this would be pretty easy, but then I got into it and I was just I realized how much I really like Sanctum. Which, it was hard. Which is weird because like nobody really likes Sanctum. But I love Robnar and Sanctum. I've always have, but I think Sanctum is actually just super underrated. There's so many good cards in Sanctum, and if you line them up well, I think Sanctum is a very powerful house. Um and I don't know, I just uh I had a hard time. Like uh there's cards like Lady mm-hmm. Maxima who I swear by and I love her to death and she just didn't make my list. And uh mm-hmm. that makes that mm-hmm. makes me sad because I really wanted to put her there but I just couldn't I couldn't do it. Like I had 
things on my list that are just like, man, these are just so much better. But I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how these go. I'm curious to see if we continue our trend of picking number ones uh, together because I don't know. We might. I, we I might. I don't know because uh, yeah. I give you a hint. I, I, I can give you a hint. You're already giving away a hint. Wow. Wow. Okay. Give, All right. What do you got? I was like, before Captain Val Jericho came along, this was my gal. <laughs> like Interesting. 100%. So. Interesting. Okay. So okay. So that should let you know if, if it's the same or not, because if you don't have a, a female, well, then... Well, I'm pretty sure we do not have the same number one then. Awesome. See, I don't even know if you put mine on the list, but we'll find out. We shall see. All right. We shall see. Let's get started today. This week, it's your week to start it off. And All right. We'll go, yeah. We'll go through. Now, <laughs> now, I, just before we started recording, I swapped something out because I had something else on here. I was like, wait, why, why did I put this here? <laughs> and uh, and then I almost put in a different one, but then I remembered our format, right? So let me just remind everyone. So our format, again, is... Top 10 cards, but this is kind of in a vacuum, right? You don't get to pick combos. You don't get to pick whatever else is in your deck. This is, hey, this this card makes your deck better just because it is in the deck. And uh, I had a tough time at number 10 because there's a bunch of cards that I wanted to put in here that are somewhat situational. And so I had to pick from a couple different situational cards just as I was as I was sorting what I have here. So So I did go for one of the situational cards, and that is... Number 10, Glorious Few. So play for each creature your uh, your opponent controls in excess of you, gain one. So um, so yes, there are times when this card is amazing, and there are times when this card is not nearly as good. right? And I think part of the reason it ended up getting in there versus some of these other situational cards is this card can save you. Because if you're way behind, <laughs> this card can suddenly jump you up to a point where your opponent thought they were ahead and suddenly you're ahead so that extra added boost nudged it on the list where a couple of these other ones didn't quite get there sure there's going to be moments where you have it and uh you can't really use it but uh but versus some of these other guys that maybe we'll talk about at some point i put it at number 10 yeah, I think uh, I think this is like I agree with half of what you said, um, mm-hmm. like in the fact that like I, I do the good part of the bad part. <laughs> um, the the it's kind of both. Like uh, the idea is mm-hmm. like with glorious few for me, I think it's a finisher card, right? It's, it's a card mm-hmm. that comes into the game and just finishes your game for you. Like if it gets you to that third key or it gets you to a push to get to a key. Um, as a comeback mechanism, I don't know if it's as good because usually if you're going to use glorious few as a comeback mechanism, if you don't have something to board wipe after it or change the board state, like um, it doesn't ever it's not really going to get you back because they're just going to take what you generate back. Like they're going to be in a state to take it back. So could I don't be. know. It could be like, I, I get where you're coming from, but like uh, I always looked at glorious view as like a good finishing card, like where you basically fight your creatures in, lower your numbers, get your amber mm-hmm. bu- burst, and then just kind of try to finish the game. I'm not mad at glorious view at 10. It was one of the cards that was short on my list too, um, but didn't quite make my list. So I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. my number 10 is probably a fringy kind of card, but, I just love this card, and the card for me is Golden Aura. It is an action. You choose hmm. a creature, you fully heal it to the cho- chosen creature, and for the remainder of the turn, the chosen creature is considered to be in the house Sanctum and cannot be dealt damage. So what you basically do is you get like a, a Sanctum Warrior that is uh, 
indestructible. And um, with spike, like there's a lot of cards that basically give you extra fights and stuff and, and abilities to do things in Sanctum. So um, I went with Golden Aura because like it's a, a, like it takes Sanctum out of house. It like puts you, it can bring in its other creatures from the deck to come in with the, the Sanctum Knights and fight. And it can't die. So like if you have Gray Riders and all these other things, like there's, there's just like I'm not saying that like we're we're talking in a vacuum even no matter what it's gonna get you out of house unless you basically do something cool with with another creature. I mean how good that is it really depends. But like Sanctum is known for enabling its creatures, so there's a lot of value in it. Um, and then like if you're like working on another house type thing, like you could have like some pretty interesting combos and stuff. And it's the more I play it, like the more I like it. And like um, I have a couple decks that abuse the crap out of this card. So it's a very biased choice for me, but uh, Golden Aura I think is very underrated hmm. and very play. It's like, it's it's kind of a skill heavy card, like where you have to find, you kind of got it figured out. And once you figure it out, you go, wow, this thing is actually pretty good. You know, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Golden Aura at 10. And I th- like I said, I think gotcha. I'm a bit biased, but how do you so, feel about so- it? Yeah, so I'm curious. Why did you pick Golden Aura over Inspiration? Uh, I like Golden Aura better because it lets me basically just get out of house and give, gives me a indestructible creature. Inspiration just lets me untap it and use it. So like it can mm-hmm. still die and stuff like that. But with all the triggers and all the things that happen with creatures nowadays, I'd rather have an indestructible creature that is fully healed. Especially like if you're playing like some like Brobnar with Sanctum or you're playing something big with Sanctum. And you have a creature that's mm-hmm. already put in some work. Maybe even like a Nexus or something. Like, you know, or not Nexus, but uh, what's that card? The Dodger. Like, you know, put in some work, got some damage on on it like but it's already fought and stole but now you go hey i'm gonna golden order this thing it's gonna be fully healed and i can fight with it on a sanctum turn and get another steal and it doesn't take damage so it's good for another turn next turn you know um i think it just stretches a little bit better than an inspiration would so that's why i went with golden aura interesting interesting see i uh i, I didn't consider golden Aura. I, I did consider inspiration they're very similar and so yeah. i i had put inspiration a little bit ahead of it in part because it gives you the option to use one of your sanctum guys twice mm-hmm. and i just felt like that was a little more flexibility and hey i'd uh you know in some ways prefer that flexibility over the uh the ability to you know not uh to to, to not die basically when you uh when you fight again so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, that's it's, where i went with it's tricky in how you play like they're different like kind of things that they do but inspiration is good too it was on my short list it's one i was thinking about but this was exactly in competition with that so obviously i, I chose this side um because i just like golden aura and i think the only thing that holds golden aura back is that it's an aoa like if you put it in almost any other set it's broken like it's completely broken like uh really good huh? so um but that's golden aura and that was my number 10 like i said that was kind of a biased one like uh maybe not maybe yes maybe no but i hope it brings somebody to light on it because golden aura is a sleeper kind of card uh, when you get it in the right situations especially um but even not in the right situations it gives you like i said a way to interact with your other houses out of in sanctum like uh, you know basically gray rider is great because it does that too so now if you have like a um a golden aura and a gray rider you're just you're in business like you're doing a lot of stuff so but mm-hmm. but anyway that's golden aura um I, I suggest you play with it some and, and if in see if you find decks that have good stuff in it they're great but at number nine i have my first uh spirit knight um from the house 
of Sanctum, and that knight would be Abod the Grim. Um, play, mm. play, capture three, reap, discard one amber from Abod the Grim. Uh, four power, one armor, super good and beefy. Um, really good at just disrupting the game and like uh, you know taking that amber and holding onto it and basically you know whittling it down the longer he stays around. Um, so better than a charrette. Um, and interesting enough that uh, his synergies with things like Exhume and stuff like that make it so that you can really get a lot of value out of him later, even later in the game, and he's just a little bit more sticky than Charette, and Charette's amazing, so Abad has to be great, in my opinion, so there, here he is at number 9 for Yeah, he's good. He's <laughs> good. Uh, I, I definitely consider putting him on my list. Um, didn't didn't quite get there, but um, you know that ability to destroy that Ember off a Reap is pretty useful, and uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. It, it also now that I'm just looking at the art, it looks like that dark purple ember. It almost looks like uh, you know the the mutation ember that he's crushing. It is. To it's dark purge. Ember. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. had that talk before about it, but he's like, yeah, this is the the true thing. Mm. Trying to destroy dark ember, right? So he's crushing it and killing it. Kind of like it. I didn't notice that until this moment. Yeah, and this was spoiled. This was a teaser from AOA. So, like, this mm-hmm, is basically mm-hmm. like a, a foresight card, right? Like, bad aim. I like it. Bad aim. I like it. Yeah. So, all right. So, my number nine mm-hmm. is again another a little bit of a situational card. We can talk again about the other cards I could have could have mm-hmm. put in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my number nine uh, is Oath of Poverty. Mm-hmm. So, Oath of Poverty gives you an Ember Pip. Play, destroy each of your artifacts, gain two ember for each artifact destroyed this way. So um, you can, right? You can get decks with very few artifacts or artifacts you don't want to blow up. Um, And so there are times when this isn't great, but there are plenty of other times when, hey, maybe it's late in the game and it's worth blowing up those artifacts where it can just just burst you to, to the end of the game and get you a ton of ember. And uh, you know, Oath of Poverty is very, very useful. So I put it here at my number nine. I love Oath of Poverty. When it works, it works great. When it doesn't work, mm-hmm. it sucks. But um, yep. it has a very large range in that. Um, and I didn't consider this one for my list only because like it needs artifacts like without artifacts, it does without artifacts it's bad and there's a lot of decks that have it with the poverty with like one or two artifacts and i don't think that makes it worth the slot because it's two cards for that amber so like even if you have one artifact in it with the poverty and you play that with the poverty you're only getting one amber per card that seems pretty low um, even and if you play oath of poverty and kill two cards with it you're getting three amber so you're still breaking even at one one you know, like, so it's kind of like one of those cards, or, or you get two, right? So actually at three, you'd be okay. So, um, yeah, but anyway, I, I, it's, I love the card. I think it's great, but mm-hmm. like, just because of the constraints it, that we had, I it was, is I, situational. I was, I, yeah. I this, this is why I was having, I was having a hard time. I was having a hard time with the, the top few here. Yeah. So that All is, right. that, we're into That's number my number eight. nine. So it's my number eight, number eight. Uh, my number eight is one of the few laws in the game. Mm. It is Proclamation 364E. It's an artifact. While your opponent does not control creatures from three different houses, their keys cost plus two ember. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's pretty good art, uh, pretty good control. It's constant, right? You don't have to call sanctum for this to be in effect. You you can kill out of any house. You can kill their third. Uh, weakest houses creatures 
and just make their make their ember cost more or make their keys cost more ember and uh you know the flavor text is a lot of fun right jay the bearcrat saying i'm particularly fond of paragraph two subsection c so that just nudged it over the top for me and got to my number eight slot yeah um it's on my list as well but it is a bit higher um as i think the card is absolutely amazing and uh when it's played and when you you have it in your deck it's your deck is just better because it's one of those it's one of those game changing cards that like when it comes into the game like if you have no way to Mm -hmm. deal with it you are affected by it and you can't get away from it so Mm -hmm. paying two extra ember per key means that you have to forge four keys at six now versus three basically so um that's pretty huge like um that's a that's a very big tempo play and i think it's really good and for me it came in around number four so like um oh, number four, giving it away. Like, you're giving away all the huh? secrets it, it just makes the show go by faster so i have to talk <laughs> about it again they don't even have to listen to the second half they know they can probably guess your number one they they, they know your number four can I guess my number maybe one? i don't, I don't know so. i guess I we'll think, find out i don't think they can guess my number one until i get to number five then maybe they okay. can guess number one all right all right all right we <laughs> shall we'll, see we shall see, see. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that said, um, that was number eight <laughs> for you. So my mm-hmm. number eight um, is an action card. Um, gives you one pip, and um, it's just uh, a quality tempo play. And you know I'm a tempo lover, so this is a tempo play that I, I love a lot. And uh, it is Blinding Light. Um, and mm-hmm. you play it. You choose a house. You stun each creature of that house. Um, I mean, these kind of cards are like nocturnal maneuver and stuff. They're they're the tempo play player's dream right because like i know i'm turning off a full house for you and uh basically you know pushing pushing forward with it right so like um i just this is a tempo this is my my tempo uh self coming through going yes blinding light right (laughs) oh radiant light oh they're both so good but blinding light is better because you get to choose a house so i like that concept better than just in between flanks right so um, it's very good. Blinding light. That's my number eight. Um, very good. Yep. That's all you got. Very good. Yep. On blinding. Uh, well, I, I really struggled with these high numbers here. For like, there's there's a ton of interesting cards here. Blinding light was on my list, then it was off my list, and then I almost put it back on my list. Mm. Um, and and it just I I don't know. I guess it just didn't quite make it. It, it's good, right? Being able to stall them out of a house is way stronger than I thought it was going to be, just like getting into the game initially, because it, it, it really disincentivizes that player from calling that house often, cause be, because the, you know, the board that turn is almost no- is nothing practically, but sometimes you have to, right? Oh, I have to jumpstart this house, and that can really... Uh, allow your opponent to, to, to get ahead or allow you to get ahead if you're using it on your opponent. Yeah, and as a tempo player, you use this card to to extend your board wipe, right? Like, because I can basically lock down a house, and now you have to either go through and, un- like, unlock everything and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go through the house again and unlock it, and I don't have to use my board wipe, and then I can see you do that, and then the next turn I board wipe it anyway, so you wasted a whole turn. It's almost like a time walk. Um, or yeah. you commit to the board and you add more to it with the stun, leaving the creature stunned, and now I have a choice. Do I want to board wipe now, or do I continue, you know, to just 
put pressure onto the things you brought to the board and leave these guys stunned until you come back to it so like for a tempo player this is this card is a dream because like it basically helps you ex extend your removal right and i think that's huge and a lot of people maybe don't think about that when they're playing this kind of card but like that's exactly what this card is amazing at right is like a maintaining your tempo and pushing your tempo and it's stretching your board wipe. Now I don't have to play gateway to this if I can just put a blinding light and hit, you know stun your whole board and now I can wait and see what you do. Like I'm giving you a chance to have a reaction to my reaction so I can react to your reaction. Right? And that's that's the uh, <laughs> yes. that's the mental game of it. So react to the reaction's reaction? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. It's like a rhyme. <laughs> like a, uh -huh. we'll do the Humpty dance. But uh, there you go. <laughs> all right, so uh, that's dating myself, I think. I don't even know the, if any of the younger kids would know what I'm talking about. But anyway, with that said, um, we'll move on to number seven in Sanctum for me. Um, was a creature. Um, I think I love my Sanctum women because I, 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 I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, this was yet another women woman uh, card. Mm. Uh, I'm looking it up now so I can read the see the art because I'm 100% yeah I was 100% sure it was pretty sure um so it's master of the gray um and master of the gray mm -hmm. is interesting because she comes in as a 4-1 again a little bit bigger than like uh the average creature so like you know survive some of those smaller uh, removals really well but she basically makes it so your opponent cannot resolve bonus icons on their cards when they play them that's a pretty huge and again tempo-y slash uh you know annoying disruptive kind of card and this like that fits right into my my, my loving right so um, yeah i think this card is super awesome and uh very when i have it and see it it's a rare so it's not as common as i would like but like as a, as a rare like uh she's always welcome in a sanctum deck for me in mass mutations i'm super stoked to see that um especially since mass mutation really thrives on the idea of adding pips to things right so um this card mm -hmm. seemed like a perfect counterculture to uh a cancel culture to mass mutations right <laughs> So, yeah oh you want pips no <laughs> so that's right yeah it's master of the gray she's uh pretty amazing yeah i mean that ability to uh to to get rid of those pips right like it's it's obviously great against mass mutation right because just the numbers of bonus icons on cards is outrageous but but against mass mutation or not mass mutation coda. against coda uh it's there's just so you know hey locking down those dust pixies and those those fuzzy gruins and, and making them and yeah yeah there's just uh uh you know virtuous works right yeah. <laughs> virtuous works is real. there's uh there's just tons and tons of great stuff here so so yeah this card's a little higher on my list yeah virtuous works is like one of the highest win rates for uh sanctum so mm -hmm. it, 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 it happens in, in, in infernus culture not so hot but uh I'd rather a free market, I think, than in, than a uh, than that. But um, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. So that's my that's my number seven, Master of Grey. So what do you have at seven? So I uh, have at number seven a uh, some light reading. Um, actually, maybe some heavy reading. It looks like a very thick thick book, and that is the Book of Malification. Uh, and I don't know, maybe this. Maybe part of the love here comes from my, uh, you know, love of, uh, you know, the the dwarf, uh, the dwarves and whatnot. Back from my my days at Warhammer with their their book of grudges and whatnot. It just 
you know, gets me gets me thinking about that. But but in any case, this is another law, and it says after your ember is stolen, put a warrant cower on book of malification for each ember stolen, and as an omni ability, remove a warrant counter from the book of malification if you do purge a creature. Oh, and I think I forgot to mention that it gives you an ember when it comes into play. So this is a strong deterrent for steel, right? And steel is pretty prevalent, and it's creature removal. Uh, it 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 just uh, it, it's just so useful. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, sometimes, again, I, I was like, well, what if they don't play steel, right? If I, I, Who knows, right? But just having this card in your deck gives you that protection, and uh, I really like it. I'm always happy to see it, so I put Book of Malification here. Yeah, it was one that was close to being on my list and uh, worked its way off because of the stipulation that we don't know what else is in our deck, right? And like you said, like mm-hmm. if there's no steel... Like if my opponent's playing no steal in the deck across from me, then this deck, this card's kind of, eh, it's a pip, right? Yep. It's an amber yep. pip, but um, and an artifact if you're gonna play oath, right? But uh, but uh, the uh, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's just like it's so situational on the idea of stealing, even though stealing, like you said, is prevalent. Like uh, I didn't make my list because of that, but I do love this card. I think it is a top tier card, and um, I think it's really powerful because it's an omni effect. Plus, you get to keep stacking tokens. Um, on it so like if they steal from you multiple times you get multiple tokens so you can use it multiple times like in the next you know couple rounds and you're using it to clear things off the board so yeah this card is super strong it's pretty swanky and like um but it didn't like the only reason it didn't make my list is because i was like well if i don't play against steel it's dead so like i didn't want to put a a card that could be dead on my on my list so it's understandable um, but it's understandable but the card is I, i agree is spectacular and like Later on, when we do our top ten cards, period of, of of the set, like I'm not saying it would be in the top ten, but like this is a card that like you would take if you were doing top ten Sanctum, you definitely have it in the top ten, like probably no matter like what you're doing because it is super powerful of the set you're saying of for uh, mass mutation you're saying. Oh no, I'm just saying for like in Sanctum, if we were doing like no restrictions, like you know you can create the perfect scenario for a card. Oh, I got you. I got you. This card, this card has to be in your top ten. It's really strong. Right. Like uh, I, I got think you. it's very good, but because of the scenario that we're trying to say in a vacuum it's just not mm-hmm. it's just quite not as good as, as uh, what i would want so but, makes sense but still pretty dang good but that was number seven so we can move on to number six now yes is that me yeah, i guess yeah. i'm up again uh so my my number six is an oldie but a goodie in terms of um card that you just like to see and this one, in some ways, looks like some of the situational ones I had before, but I think it's a lot less situational. You can almost always set set this up to your success, and that is Cleansing Wave. It's an action card, play, heal one damage from each creature, gain one ember for each creature healed this way. Uh, you know, with Sanctum Dudes with all their armor, it's it's not super hard to, to fight and not die uh, and get, get damage on your guys, get damage on their guys, and just burst yourself up with this card. Um, and it's it's rarely ever totally dead. Like sometimes maybe you only get one or two ember off of it, but uh, it's it's uh, just having this card in your deck just gives you so many more options. It can be a great card to archive for the right moment. It's uh, it's it's very good. I uh, couldn't I couldn't not put cleansing wave at my on my list. I I wasn't sure if I should put it as high as I did, but uh, I put it at number 6, cleansing wave. 
Yeah, I can't argue Cleansing Wave. I didn't put it on my list, but it's a it's a wonderful card. Um, and mm-hmm. there's almost always going to be damage, like no matter what the scenario is. So it makes sense to be here. Like um, I agree with your choice. Um, six isn't too high, I don't think. But for me, it didn't quite get there just because of it's a style and a preference of style. I think that reason I went with gotcha. one of the ones I went to. So, um, but Cleansing Wave was definitely on my short list as well. Like very cool, um, very neat. Um, so I get it. Like, um, especially if you're playing like, um, a, a deck that's like throwing damage and, and, and throwing Amber and trying to get it going. So, but, uh, as a tempo player, um, cleansing wave is, is, is cool, but it's like a little too bursty for the idea of what I like to do. Cause I don't want to be in a situation where I use a cleansing wave and go to like 12 and just give them a TMPT or whatever. I like to kind of sit around the number I think I need to be at to make a key. And that's like where I like to sit. I don't like to go too far over too far you know, or, or feel too short on it. So as a tempo player, mm-hmm. that's why cleansing wave is kind of dangerous to me. Same, same for kind of like with the glorious view, like I like it, but I don't like it because of the uncontrollable burst that it could give you. Um, it scares me a little bit. So something to think about when you play those cards, but um, it's true. It's true. And in sanctum, you don't have really great key cheat options. So it's not like you can burst and then immediately right. spend very easily. Right. Uh, unlike when you're doing that in untamed. So it's, it's more dangerous for sure. Yeah, so that's why I, I think I I, I kind of steered off of those cards a little bit, but mm-hmm, uh, that's mm-hmm. my that's my rationale. But I, I don't disagree that the card is fantastic and can be great. And same with Glorious Few can be. I got my butt kicked in a sealed tournament once because I was up two keys. And like she just made her second key on, on on a turn. I'm looking at the board, going, "Man, I'm at four amber. All I have to do is get to you know get to my key, and then I win." And uh, there's no mm-hmm. way she's she's going from zero to six this turn. And then she was like. Uh, Kill my Boom. creature, kill my creature into your creature, kill my creature into your creature, kill my creature into your creature. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then she's like, glorious few, glorious few. And she's at 12 amber. And I'm like, wow. I just. Oh, like, double. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I just got destroyed nice. by glorious few. Oh, so, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was horribly, horribly um, good, I guess, <laughs> in that sense. Mm-hmm. But um, so for my number six card, um, moving on, um, is. Uh, there's a couple of cards that I could have put here, um, so I had to decide which one I thought was best for what I'm doing, and I decided to go with Bring Low. Uh, Amber Pip mm. comes into play, basically says capture all but five of your opponents. Amber distributed amongst any number of your friendly creatures, so this could have been commandeer um, it could have been a couple other things, but like uh, all in all, I think that this card is basically just cool. Um, and empowers a lot of the things that it, for the set that it's in with mass mutations um, by putting Amber across the board, like for Fausts and different things that like, you know, the Capturas or, or the, not Captura, but the Curiosaura, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. So like, there's a lot of cards that just kind of feed off of this, this card's idea. And um, so that makes it stronger when that happens. But in a, in a vacuum, it still is basically a Poe man's like doorstep to heaven. Right. So like, pretty mm-hmm. solid pretty good um all around pretty neat um and being the poe man's doorstep to heaven obviously like i'm gonna have that card up on my list <laughs> like much higher well, higher yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh you know but uh this card is still so good and it's, it's still a different enough from it that i could put both on my list and not feel bad about it <laughs> sure and, and you know there's a couple things that i think you're right right doorstep is is stronger but there are some situations under which this is better right if you are above uh five amber yourself then then this this could be better for you right mm-hmm. gives you that yeah. amber pip uh so that's nice it does also add, i don't know if you mentioned this adds an enhanced capture somewhere in your deck so that's just oh, a yeah. little extra little yeah. extra juice 
for fun. Why not? Um, and uh, it's it's very good. And you said this was your your number five, right? This is my number six. Uh, this is number six. I gotcha. Wave. I gotcha. My number five though is uh, one of my another one of my favorite uh, misses in the House of Sanctum, um, and that is the Barista Joya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lots of story behind this card, obviously, but a righteous law will enforce itself, and Barista Joya comes into play as a 5-1 um, mm. uh, creature, and enemies creatures cannot reap. Um, and this card just shows the versatility of, uh, sanctum, of sanctum and, uh, it basically, you know, being a human knight, um, you know, fits into the knight theme and just making it so that your opponent cannot reap and being as big a body as it is, this card is absolutely oppressive. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, this card is, is a great poster child for, you know why does something so tough have such an awesome ability? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if, if this has been on a two power creature or something, you obviously wouldn't have been as good. But uh, you would have you would have been like, okay, that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but being on a five power plus an armor, so you can't even suicide most Brobnar dudes into him uh, into her, uh, just makes her really strong and really hard to deal with, and locks down the opponent's boards. Very very good. Uh, and uh, I think also just the length of her hair in the picture, very braggable. It's yeah. very, very long. Yeah. Well, the, the, I mean, like you think about it, like if you have cards that have this kind of ability on them, usually they're two or three power or mm-hmm. if they're bigger, like say like the shock uh, worm crawler thing, whatever, it's like it mm-hmm. only deals one power when it fights. She doesn't right. have any of that. She has no downside. Yep. <laughs> like she's yep. like all the best of both worlds and like uh, just living large. So like uh, I like it. Like uh, and that's why she's my number five. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So so my number five uh, was actually bring low, and that's why I was like, wait a second, are you on number five? Because I was about to say like, oh my, it's also my number five. <laughs> um, uh, but then but then obviously. I got the number slightly wrong, but yeah, it's a great card, so uh, that's why I hit my number five. Awesome! So we'll just move on to four since we've already killed Bring Low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm I'm now wondering if my number four might be your number one. Hmm. So, um, so for me, my number four is Numquid the Fair, hmm. and she's got that big old hammer smashing. I don't know what is she smashing there, like a big pile of green ooze, yeah, or, or maybe that was I think it's it was an orc. It used uh, to be no, ooze. No, I don't know what it, it is. It looks like ooze. We had an actual burn the stockpile episode on this one. And, okay. Uh, okay. And, uh, it's definitely uh, some kind of weird ooze because um, in all the alternate arts, there's better pictures of what it is, and it's definitely some kind of weird ooze. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I like that the hammer looks like a gavel, mm-hmm. right? Very. I don't know. Very fits the sanctum theme almost, right? Like, uh, but but what does it do? So she's three power. Play, destroy an enemy creature, repeat this card's effect if your opponent still controls more creatures than you, right? So it when you're behind, this is a near board wipe. A when not, you're ahead... It's not, it's not a fair card. Yeah, when you're ahead, it's a spot removal, right? Yeah, so it's... And it's not a fair card. It's... Yeah, it's good. This is, this is it's my, very, very good. This is my number one. Like uh, It is, okay. By, yeah, by a lot, yeah. yeah because this okay. card just does everything that you want it to do, and it gives you a body that stays behind, mm-hmm. right? Like, so that's crazy it's true yeah and it is easier to recur creatures than it is than it is actions often so it's yeah you can get her back sometimes so yeah like 
repeated like exhuming a numquad just seems horrible if that was ever possible <laughs> I, I would i would cry uh i think you need a legacy but you're gonna rise her or something right, right? or you can regrowth her but i'm just yeah. saying like uh I hope they never make the mistake of having the algorithm like let that happen because uh, mm. she would be crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good, very very good card. Not, not a play effect I want to see over and over again. <laughs> there's true, not, true. There's not, there's not a lot fair about it. But with that said, uh, you already know my number four. It was a uh, proclamation three forty six uh, echo. So I won't echo. Okay. I, I, I won't okay. spend I won't spend so much time on that one. Um, tree, four, I'm just looking six, forward to 346F. We'll oh, see what that is yeah, in the next yeah. set. Maybe. I don't know. Well, what was D? <laughs> uh, D was... Uh, that Wasn't that uh, uh, Terms of Redress, right? Thou shalt wear pants, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It could be. Could be. Thou shalt wear dress, D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway, so with that said, um, number three for me was a... An, Wait a second. Is this another female card? Maybe I don't remember, but uh, there's a lot of ladies. Yeah, there are a lot of women. get get with the sanctum. All the ladies. Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell on this one, but uh, it could it could be? But uh, this okay. card is the Gray Rider, uh, human monk again. Um, very covered and very the even the horse is super covered, so it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Gray Riders, um, out of Illinois. I oh sorry, sorry. Shout out to Sydney Seal there. Um, uh, but uh, you know, the Gray Riders have two people that qualified for the uh, KFPL uh this past term, and uh, they're just gonna keep moving along. But the card uh, that we're talking about is a two power, uh, creature that comes into play. Uh, it has a deploy effect, so it can go anywhere on the battle line, which is super sweet. And then um, basically play, fight, or reap. You may ready and fight with a neighboring creature. This card is always value. Um, and it because it's a may effect, you don't have to do the, that thing. So like no matter what, like you're getting a two power creature that's gonna give you the ability to possibly get some value off of it. Um, early on, there's lots of combos that work with this. Um, they work as a ca- uh, combo with themselves as well. Like mm-hmm. you have t- two of them, um, they work really great with Kirby's, um, the uh, subject Kirby's, because you can basically mm-hmm. go subject Kirby, Gray Rider, subject Kirby, Gray Rider, subject Kirby, more Gray Rider. It can get really ridiculous. Uh, and I do have a deck that that does have can happen. Um, so, um, yeah, Gray Rider. Number three. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, so. Gray Rider did not quite make my list. If Ooh. if we could say, hey, I get two Gray Riders, then they definitely make my list. Ooh. But um, um, one Gray Rider alone, I think, I think can be very good. Like you said, it, in the right combo with other stuff, right? Spirit's Way, great with Spirit's Way. Uh, mm-hmm. It survives under that. I I love the the artwork. Not so much for the Gray Rider themselves, but I don't know those cool floating cities is that what they are behind the gray rider like i want to know more about that situation well the sanctimonious um like like the keeps and stuff they're all in the air that's uh known mm. from the fiction from the books and stuff but all their gotcha. keeps and stuff are, are like elevated in the air so like they're kind of like live in the clouds kind of thing and they're very isolated zealot type like knights like with high honor and high curve so that's why mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. that's what you, i think that's what that is representing i think so too yeah it looks pretty cool I, so actually Quick aside, just today, uh, just tonight, putting the girls to bed, just finished Tales of the Crucible with them, mm. and uh, it was fun. They liked it. It was fun. You know, some of the stories were better than others, but uh, very little fun. Sanctum in it. Not not a lot of Sanctum going on. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. A little bit here and there, but di- didn't learn that much about them. 
had a lot more Brobnar and logos and and uh, shadows and stuff. But um, um, yeah, for whatever reason, not a lot of sanctum. But uh, but it was fun. You know, I I don't know that it was great literature. In fact, it was not great literature. But it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to <laughs> hear more about the Keyforge world, and the kids liked it. So so it was enjoyable. Nice. So what was your number three? So my my number three was Barrister Joya. So that's where I that's where I put her. I put her, I guess, a nose above Numquid. But uh, yeah, for all the reasons we talked about before, just big body, awesome ability. Yeah, I can't be mad at putting her higher. Um, I mean, it's a pre- it's a preference and style thing. Um, Numquid mm-hmm. is a tempo player, a tempo play. So obviously, she's my my like. I love her to death as far as that goes. And then, uh, you know, the catch-up mechanic, that's why she's ranked number one for me. And then you mm-hmm. have, like, Barista Joya, who's also a tempo play, but kind of different in the idea that it's, like, in, just impeding your opponent from doing, like, amber pushing, right? So not quite mm-hmm. the same. Uh, one is a board clear, one is an amber control, so it's it's interesting. But, yeah, so I guess we don't have to spend a lot of time unless you have something else you want to say about Barista Joya, but we would... Nope, nope, would, talk about it. I would love to hear your number two. My number two, another card we talked about already from the Grey Order. So Master of the Grey, uh, just the ability to lock down all those bonus icons, uh, plus the cool pinkish reddish hair, I think is cool. So uh, plus Master of the Grey makes me think of maybe my favorite show of all time, Babylon 5. I don't oh, know if Babylon you ever... Fa- yeah, Babylon 5 is great. Oh yeah, it's the best. That's it's one the of those, best. It's one of those TV series that you either loved it or you hated it. And like, I really loved it. It's like way better than oh, Star yeah. Trek for me. And that that so started, good. That that makes all the Trekkies really angry because I like Babylon Five way better. Uh, I mean, I, I I really like Star Trek too, but uh, yeah. Babylon Five is is probably my favorite. And uh, yeah, it is it is a tough show to get into. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really ease you in. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, they just. I, I almost want to get HBO Max just because they uh, they did the HD re-release um, just a f- couple weeks ago. Oh man, I um, which is supposed to look. That. Yeah, they they supposedly took all the film and uh, upscaled it supposedly into 4K, mm. and they they re-recorded it in 4K, but then they they're streaming it at, in HD. So it's supposed to look real nice, real nice. Hmm, I'm all in. Huh. Mm-hmm. Too mm-hmm. bad because I'm tired. No, but so my number two. <laughs> My number two, I've already mentioned earlier, um, but my number two is Doorstep to Heaven, um, Mm -hmm. where, again, tempo play, like, they rush on me. I can use it to bring them back. I get an amber pip out of it. It's strategic um, in every way. It's a a card you can hold on to, and you know you can survive another turn because it's almost like basically might as well be a miasma because they're not going to do anything, and they have to rework to get their amber back. So, um, yeah, like, uh, ain't nothing like bad about doorstep to heaven other than if you're ahead and looking at it going man i can't even get a pip off you but at that point i don't mind discarding or holding so doorstep to heaven number two super powerful super good Mm-hmm. great great card mm-hmm. can you imagine what i might have as my number one i'm pretty sure it's that but <laughs> it is it is <laughs> yeah. right that ability just to just to stop someone. It doesn't matter how many bajillion ember they have. You bring them down to uh, to five, and there's really very few situations under which they can forge. Then it's not steal, right? So uh, and it, and it's not capture, right? It's just chuck, and uh, so it gets around a lot of the um, 
the cards that your opponent may have to try to prevent you from from stopping them. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's very good, very very good. Yeah, Dorset Seven's great, and my number one, of course, was Numquad the Fair. So mm-hmm. there you have it. That's our Sanctum collection, and that is our yeah. review. Um, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Let's see, we've uh-huh. done this, we've done Logos, we've done Shadows, we've done Untamed, we've done Mars, we've done Star Alliance, we've done Sanctum. So where are we headed next, Drascore? Ooh, have, it's my turn. You don't have many. Yeah, it's you don't have that many left. Um, let's do. You know, I don't know. Let's do the Brobs. Do the Brobnars. Brobnar, my house. No, why would you do this to me? I don't want to do Brobnar. You don't want to. I don't want to pick. You were just hoping to uh, to. I would forget about it, and we'd we'd be like, oh, we're all done. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Brobnar is. Oh man, I love Brobnar. So this is going to be completely biased all the way through to ten. Uh, mm. I don't expect you mm. to be on the same page as me as, as me okay. at all. Nice no, kidding. You get you getting your uh, your Mega Narp ready for for his slot, you know? How do you know? He's, <laughs> he's like my number that, one. There you go. There you go. No, because there's mean, Narp, but then there's Mega Narp. Yeah, you know what? The all the Mega creatures in the world can't live up to the Mugwump. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, Mugwump is yeah Mugwump, better. Mugwump brings all the giants to the yard. Duh. That's because <laughs> his hammer is better than yours. Because <laughs> my my Ember Brew is better than yours. My nope. Ember Brew is better than yours. Nope, Something his hammer is better than yours. Mm-hmm. He could get you one, but he'd have to eat charge. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's rough. It's rough. I love Mugwump. So what is what is the worst card in Sanctum? The worst card in Sanctum is really hard to judge. Um, I, hmm. And you, I should have known you were coming with this question. You always do. Um, I do. But, uh, I do. The worst card in Sanctum. Hmm. I, I'm not, I wasn't ready. I didn't. I didn't prepare myself for the worst card in Sanctum question. Well, um, well, I'll answer for you, and then you can just agree with me. How about that? Go for it. Okay, I'm gonna go with Howled Blaster. So pretty Howled bad. Blaster, yeah, it's pre- pretty rough, and pretty I can't spell bad. it right to get to it. There it is. So it's an artifact. Gives you no Ember upon playing because that would be too strong. Um, it is uh, action heal three damage from a creature because healing is pretty important in this game, right? Um, it's so important. Some, yeah, yeah, you know, it it, it it doesn't help you your guy not die if you have to fight into something, right? It's only if that guy survives and then you can heal him, it, d- does it actually help you? And I don't know, most of the time it's like, eh, why bother, right? Like, or, or no, I, I have Relentless Whispers in my hand for next turn, I actually don't want to heal him, right? Like, I, <laughs> it's ah, so, so rarely useful. It's just a dead card. Uh, so thought Hollowed Blaster was uh, was where I'd put the worst card for Sanctum. You know me, I like to be contrarian. And like, I mm. like to always have something to go against what you say. Do it. Um, but I'm like cruising through now, looking at everything, going, hmm. And maybe Hollow Blaster pretty bad wait wait 
Isn't that what you said? That is what I said. Yeah, I'm trying to pretend like you didn't. Oh, okay. I, see. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was confused. I was confused no, for a second there. Yeah, I can't. Hollow Blaster is just, it's just bad. Yeah, uh, I mean, so apparently, oh, I was looking through like Hollowed Shield has a lower win rate, but I, I would actually slightly rather have the Hollowed Shield, right? So it does something very similar, yeah. except chosen creature made of the term cannot be dealt damage. Like you can survive a fight with that. So there's occasions where that's useful. Mother, um, Mother Northell, I think, could give it a run. Like she's mm, pretty, she's pretty bad for Sanctum, but yeah, plenty, but there is capture in Sanctum, so there is times where she would be relevant. And um, yeah, I can't say healing three damage ever would make me happy for a card. Like I don't know if it's I can't. Yep, can't, I agree. Can't get bad, get get past that. Even Shard of Hope like lets you capture an amber. Which yep. seems better than that. <laughs> true. So it's yeah, true. I don't. I don't think you can get worse than Hollow Blaster. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. It, so one thing that surprised me while I was looking through the win rates, and I know it's a rare, so I shouldn't put too much stock in it, but I was surprised. Towards the bottom of the win rates was Purifier of Souls. So five power, two armor, destroyed effects cannot trigger. I don't know. I would have thought this had a much better win rate than forty six point nine percent. It doesn't have a good win win rate because most of the people who are playing it probably don't think about it and they turn off their own destroy effects. Could um, be. And uh, Could so be. It, it is like it takes a very specific kind of deck that doesn't have a lot of destroyed effects to come into make it come into play and be strong. And um, it's just hard to synergize with. Um, yeah, because, I guess. Because I guess. So. Um, the difficulty of synergizing with purifier souls is what makes pure purifier of souls a really bad like really like you know not congruent to um what you're trying to do kind of thing like another card that's kind of weird in this too is called action because a lot of mm. at first it seems great because it's like oh ready each friendly night creature that sounds great but most of the time you're running into monks and humans and mutants in in the set and like not as many knights as you think you would run into so um it just becomes bad like um and seeker of truth is another card like three power one armor fight you may you know you may fight with a friendly non-sanctum creature sounds great but it's only three power with one armor it doesn't fight very yeah. well like <laughs> yeah it's very very, very few times it's useful. Uh, situationally, it can be, but uh, yeah, overall, overall, not so much. Some kind of, and the thing is, is like the cards are just traps because they look like they might not be horribly bad, but uh, and the burning glare is like a really big range of how good or bad it is too. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. at least get an amber pip off of it, so like you can't be mad at that, right? Yeah, I, I like burning glare. Not certainly it wasn't one I was strongly considering for top ten, but uh, it's useful. Mm-hmm. It's useful. I was surprised that Scrivener Faven didn't make you. Ah, yeah. So really okay. Close. I was really close. Scrivener. On so the two other ones that like were so close, besides the ones we mentioned, one of them was Scrivener Fabian, and I think, like as I was reading the list, I was like, maybe I should have put Scrivener in instead of Glorious Few or Oath of Poverty. Maybe. Uh, you know, it's when when you have the right makeup, Scrivener's so good, right? Uh, so so Scrivener's three power mutant. Uh, enhance gives you two capture icons, and then when you resolve a capture a bonus icon, you may choose to steal one instead. So if you have a bunch of capture icons, especially when they're in Sanctum, mm-hmm. so good, right? Mm-hmm. And but there's also a whole bunch of decks out there that you've got very few capture. Maybe it's just those two. Mm-hmm. They're not in Sanctum. 
she dies pretty easily mm-hmm. um so she's it depends it depends yeah, on how RNG your deck range. looks that's exactly what i thought when i didn't put her on my list too yeah but it was my, close my, my, my closest one to making the list that didn't make the list was mad prophet gizzleheart um oh interesting okay that card is a four four power three armor so hard to kill a leader um and her ability or its ability because it's a snake um is Mm -hmm. basically when it's in the center of the battle line it gains action fully heal each non-mutant creature gain one amber uh each creature healed this way and at first i was like cool because in my brain it just said heal my creatures right and then if i heal my Mm -hmm. creatures i gain one no it's on both sides of the board so one time i hit the action on it after a bunch of fighting and stuff thinking i was going to get three amber and i ended up getting seven amber and i was like what oh my god this card is so stupid and uh, i Mm -hmm. see that it usually comes with a dominator bobble and this the house of discs so it makes it even crazier because you could go into discs and still activate uh mad prophet's action so like Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of crazy when you have all the damage and stuff that you have in disc so um card, yeah, I, card has some really upside potential like uh for rushing for sure and, and for bursting so for sure for sure i you know i um i put cleansing wave ahead of it for for i guess for a couple reasons one it doesn't need to be in the center of your battle line to do it right um it it can be more of a surprise and you get multiple cleansing waves and you so if you have two damage on all your dudes you can really boost stuff you, you you're not going to have multiple Mad Prophet Give Hearts probably at a rare. Um, and it fully but, heals anyway. But, but, so, to be, to be, yeah. but to be fair, if I have one Gizzleheart and one Cleansing Wave, Gizzleheart has the, the potential to draw way more Amber because you can use it over and over again. That's fair. That's it's, fair. It's you use four, multiple turns. It's a four-body, yeah. four, yeah. four three-armor. Three-armor. Like, three-armor yeah. pretty silly, is pretty silly. Um, Mascus Asp does not kill a prophet. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's that's pretty huge um but uh yeah i don't know i like profit like uh i do have yep. a couple decks that uh i enjoy the idea of it and it, i haven't played them yet but uh I've been... yeah i think i got him in one deck maybe i don't have any many good decks let me just say that <laughs> yeah if you don't have dominator bobble with him he's not as good i don't think i think yeah, dominator bobble yeah. really sets it apart uh, i could see that i yeah. could see yeah because there's, there's a lot more ways to to do some damage and diss, right? So and, and to just use uh, him, like to get yeah. to using him, because like you don't want to be in the same house, like calling Sanctum every time to use it. So. Sure, sure. Um, so yeah, essence scale, right? Could work for you too, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, a bunch yeah. of reasons. Yeah. Any creature that says you can use a creature from a different house is fine. Like if you have Star mm-hmm. Alliance diss and, and Sanctum, you could have some pretty uh, abusive Gizzleharding with uh, yep. all the uh, cross housing. Like if you have Dominator Bobble and you have uh, Star Alliance with uh, a couple of those guys. So, yeah, with all that said, that puts us right close to our hour mark that we like to uh, bug you for um, every time you mm-hmm. listen to us. So, um, hopefully you had some fun with us talking about Sanctum. Um, it was a lot harder than I thought. Like, um, lots of cool was cards hard. that didn't quite make it. Like, you have Horsemen, you have, like, you know, flavor cards. Champion Anaphael is, like, a very underrated uh-huh. taunt creature. Ardent Hero is a very underrated taunt creature. Like, uh-huh. um, there's just, like, Lots so, of good taunt, yeah. There was just yeah. so many cards that when I was looking through, I was just like... Man, this card could be great. Like even Armageddon yeah. Cloak, like another card I had serious mm-hmm. thoughts about. Lion Bartorum, um, or whatever it's called. Like that thing is great. Like Lieutenant Governor, I yeah, like him a lot. Like yeah, it's just crazy how like it's Sir Morrow's, like really good, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of in the Barista Joya family, so I didn't mess with him. But like uh, mm-hmm. there's like uh, like just 
like sanctum is much better than people give it credit for i think and i think that uh, mm -hmm. maybe it's a bit underappreciated because people don't take the time to to find the sanctum and stuff like one of my favorite like sleepy cards in uh sanctum is uh hadrith's wall um that card when it comes into play it really makes it, people screw up <laughs> like like right it's just, it's, just, right. it's just silly it can make you screw up too because you, you take something out the flank and all of a sudden it dies and you're just like what <laughs> but yeah actually the uh speaking of hadrith's wall the uh the deck that I'm playing this week in ABR is a double Hadrith's Wall deck. Nice. Uh, I, I which, just, uh, yeah, so I, I can really beef up my uh, some of my my ZYX directors. So uh, nice yeah, and I, other stuff. Yeah, I, I had yeah. a triple Hadrith's Wall deck that I just loved. It was really really mm. low sass, but like had a lot of creatures, lots of cool things. Had a Jew, no, not Jew. What was the card they had? It had one of those specialty characters that did something cool. I can't remember. Maybe it was Duma. <laughs> one of those many cards. I, I yeah. think it was Duma. It was Duma. I don't think it was Juju. I don't think it was an AOS. Okay. But uh, I think gotcha. it, was, it was Duma the Martyr. And, like, you know, you play her, and she gets huge, and you mm -hmm. start fighting and stuff, and you get value. And mm -hmm. then if she dies, she just heals everything. And you have to yep. draw two cards, and you still have a fat Duma. Like, <laughs> so good. Like, Duma's, uh, from a theme perspective, I love Duma the Martyr. Yeah. It's she's, uh, she's, just a ton of, ton of fun from a theme perspective. Yeah, super cool, super fun. So. But anyway, those are a bunch of cards like that you should just yeah. talking about, and like, and we didn't even talk about cards like the really bursty cards like Mar Martyr's End. Like if you're an aggro yeah. player, you, you gotta yeah. love that Martyr's End. Martyr's End's like, good. I, I had that. Free Markets is another one that I was yeah. like, mm, maybe I should. You know, I think it's a lot better of good than stuff. Virtuous works. I, I like, I like it is now. Here. It is now. Yeah. I think right because because the Infernus proliferation right. You can't. I mean, you could purge Free Markets, but you can't get. Uh, uh, you know. Ember control off of uh, free markets like you can virtuous works. So yeah, vault keepers like we we didn't talk about vault mm -hmm. keepers like I don't know so many yep. things we could name every sanctum card and just be happy with it like for the most part like, <laughs> like, so many good things unless you're saying unless you say hollowed blaster you're probably yeah you're probably doing okay um, yeah and the ambassadors I think the ambassadors are pretty trash but um, yeah not, I mean they're they're not, they're... They're not big enough. They yeah, been, they, like, three powers there are power. certain scenarios where they can be good with certain makeups, but yeah, now that they're anything that's just one power these days is 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 having a bad day, right? With mass mutations, so yeah. anything with one power take a big hit. Took yeah. a big hit. They might they might be worse than Halobas yeah. in some in some aspects. But like I said, that's all we got. So I am yep. Jupiter from Manly's New York, aka the Fifth Planet Keyforge, and I encourage you to catch me on the flip side. Yeah, and uh, this is Drazcore, and uh, happy forging, everyone.